keep repeating to yourself, it's only a movie. This is Culture Intuitions Podcast, where we talk about movies that are cool. With your hosts, Clay Buckles, Eric Salazar, Brian Trott, Patrick Hobo. Now, let's talk. Welcome back. This is uh, another episode of Cult Transmissions. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight, today, whenever you're listening to it, really. Uh, we're talking about RoboCop, the 1987 movie, not all of the other uh, franchise bits that uh, sprouted up. And I don't have a whole lot of house cleaning to get to before we actually start talking about the movie. But before we got started, I did want to do the usual and ask what everybody's first experience with RoboCop was and why was it so early? Why were we so young when we watched this movie? Uh, anyways, Troth. Sadly, I'm fairly confident it was the TV version, super ultra edited version. Um, I remember I loved it then. I love it now. I uh, had those fucking action figures that were dangerous as hell with the the caps in them, you know. I remember having mm-hmm. dozens of those. Um, they were probably some of my favorite action figures. Um, but yeah, obviously the cartoon. I didn't watch some of the other spinoff stuff. But yeah, I mean, it blew my mind. And I just remember thinking it was for kids. It's a good guy, you know. Good guy fighting crime. Like that show Cops or like C dot o dot yeah. p dot s do you remember that show not cops the reality show but yeah i just viewed it as that and then obviously later in life i got to know the real robocop but yeah so i mean we all obviously know what robocop really is and we'll talk about that soon but i mean yeah i mean you view it so much differently as a kid sure yeah, yeah is sure. It, i don't again it's one of those movies we saw i saw just as a little kid, I'm sure it, like, Troth, it was probably on USA or something. <clears throat> but I watched it a lot. My dad loved it, so, like, I, I watched it with him, I remember. Um, man, I haven't seen it in a long time until today, and I was like, holy shit, the gore <laughs> and stuff. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember they got, I remember, like, I don't know if they took that out in the TV version or what, but I remember he got, you know, blown away, you know, with the shotgun and stuff. But, yeah, I just saw him as a hero. Like, you know, you forget everything else besides, like, the cool robot cop that fights crime and wins. Yeah. (laughs) As a kid. But, yeah, I'm... I'm really glad we, I came back to it because I, just looking at it close closer now, I guess, it's still an awesome movie. Patrick? Um, I, I had friends growing up and we would like talk about RoboCop and I remember seeing like the classic cover, well, a couple of things. I remember seeing the cover on the VHS, you know, 
and like the cover my local video store had like i don't know if it was his fade or what but he looked gold so one when i finally did see the movie i was a little let down that he wasn't gold uh he was silver (laughs) and honestly i never saw it on tv i didn't have any of the toys and i probably didn't see like the actual movie from start to finish until i was easily an adult and even then like it shocked the hell out of me like the the gore is it's probably like some of the best squib work i've seen in any movie that i can think of regardless of you know what you think of the film that alone like it's insane like they did their work on this one my first experience with uh robocop comes at a very young age at uh much too young to uh (laughs) have actually seen it i actually recall everybody you know because at the point i think like a year i think maybe a year later there was a cartoon like in like the late 80s early 90s there was the first robocop cartoon and uh so like the, the problem is uh you see that as a kid and you're like okay you know your parents assume like hey this is it's a kid show it's fine it's a kid show everything's great it's, it's a kid's movie and then there's the edited for tv versions I didn't see, I didn't know what I was really getting into. I think, like, the most gory thing, like, you always knew uh, it was going to, uh, it was going to be kind of bad, like, you know, you know, like, Murphy got shot up or whatever, but, like, it, it always cut away, so it was just, like, implied on the TV version, at least. But, basically, what happened is, I staying the night at my aunt's house me and a few other cousins were staying the night at my aunt's house so we're like we'll rent movies so we all rent a movie me and my brother pick robocop (laughs) from the video store and uh, that's whenever we finally see that oh my god this movie is absolutely Mm -hmm. disgusting uh (laughs) and uh, my aunt had to call my mom and like apologize (laughs) but she let us like see that shit this is kind of funny uh my mom grounded both me and my brother because i don't remember why he's like you should have known better that was an r-rated movie You're like we just didn't know we was, it was robocop it was it was actually uh, x when it was first made <laughs> no so, i mean yeah, like he I had mean, to cut it, a ton of violence out even on the yeah director's cut it's not the full original t- uh, cut like i don't think that exists to view to the public but yeah i mean what the fuck is he thinking like the cut we see on amazon is more violent than you would ever need like what what else yeah, did it's... he put that was necessary it's super super weird to think about yeah we'll we'll get into it in just <laughs> yeah. a second uh but anyways i i, I did just want to get everybody's first uh <laughs> first blush impressions of uh, i'm actually it's kind of surprised to hear patrick hadn't seen it until he was an adult because like as a franchise, RoboCop was nearly ubiquitous. Yeah. It was just about everywhere. Uh, like, to the point where, to today, right, you can walk into any dollar store anywhere. And, like, I think it is, the, like, the most prominent, like, designed dollar store ripoff toy of yeah. all time. Like, RoboCop, 
Robo Robert Protector. Cop. I believe. Yeah, there's a Robert Cop. Uh, <laughs> I believe with just Robo just, Man uh, is another but, one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like <laughs> they'll just go completely sci-fi with it, like Star Protector Man or something. But it's just like the RoboCop. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's but like the toys were everywhere. Everybody you knew had the toys. It was weird. Especially, it's weird to go back and look at it. Like, how did this specific film? How did it spawn that? And honestly, I have no answers. There's probably some something somewhere that would do a much better job of explaining that to you than we possibly yeah. could. Anyways, let's uh, take a look at the trailer, and then uh, on the other side of that, we will discuss. We've got to volunteer. The body is on the way. Sure. All Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Turn roll. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. We were able to save the left arm. What? I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, okay? We get the best of both worlds. Onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. Hey, Lewis, it's Supercop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. What are they gonna do, replace us? Murphy, it's you. Go get him, boy. Thank you. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. You better back up, pal! Your move, creep. The future of law enforcement. Robocop. Thank you for your cooperation. All right, we're back talking about Robocop. A little bit of house cleaning beforehand, and not a whole lot here. The movie was directed by Paul Verhoeven. I don't really know how to say his name. This is actually the second Verhoeven movie we've covered. The first one being Starship Troopers. Anyways, uh, the movie is written by Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner. Basically, Robocop is created by this guy, Edward Neumeyer. Uh, and I'm sorry if I'm uh, mispronouncing that name. Kind of as a... Uh, <laughs> Long story short, he had an office and a studio space. He was an aspiring screenwriter pitching all these scripts, big sci-fi nerd. He happened to be work, you know, in an office that saw the Blade Runner set, right? So he basically decides, I'm just going to go do some free work on the Blade Runner set to learn how to make uh, movies. And from there, he's basically inspired to write the script that would inevitably become RoboCop. Not a lot really there i didn't want to do a whole lot uh of uh pre-talk before we got into the movie proper but after that otherwise we'll just talk say the movie was released uh july 17th 1987 it had a budget of 13.7 million which is not particularly uh bad but not a huge budget even at the time it uh did gangbusters in the box office getting 53.4 million dollars the only other thing I wrote down in my uh, kind of housekeeping part of the notes is for a simple shout out uh, 
special effects by uh, Rob Botton. Anyways, all the special effects, the practical effects and everything, are very cool. And that guy deserved a shout-out, and I didn't know where else we were going to get to like, it. Like so. Patrick said, that they need Good to have an Oscar for squid work, because this would have... Yeah, Yeah, it's... Uh, and that's actually, you know, we can get into it right now. Yeah, the movie is off-puttingly <laughs> violent. <laughs> it, to the point, like, it is shocking to this day. Like, as a jaded movie viewer who's seen at least something approaching you know the worst you can possibly see uh, as far as the movie is concerned this still hits right like the shock moments still shock you and set you uh, kind of aback you know you're like oh gosh Ugh. uh and like patrick said the squid work is on some wild bunch level shit yeah it's really good but once again, there is pervasive violence throughout the entire movie. Yeah, there's very little is untouched by just insane graphic violence. Normally at the hands of our main villain, uh, Bo- Clarence, Bodicker. I believe is his name. Bodicker. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, uh, uh, he, yeah, he's Clarence Bodicker. He's the, uh dad from that 70s show what is his red. name i wrote it down yeah, well his name is red it's the uh i thought i thought i wrote it down <laughs> yeah eh i didn't write down the cast oh uh kentwood smith kurtwood smith yeah <laughs> uh he plays kind of a uh like a weird like nerdy slimy villain it's kind of cool <laughs> uh but anyways, he's normally the uh, purveyor of violence. Him and his gang are going about yeah. doing terrible things. Robocop proper, uh, Murphy, is, is new to the Detroit Force, which, by the way, is about to go on strike because the movie is kind of this... Uh, takes place in this future capitalist hellscape. Basically... Ronald Reagan's dream of America is what <laughs> RoboCop kind of takes place in. Uh, anyways, Detroit's in a bad way. Here comes Murphy, new guy, and he's uh, got a new partner, wants to make an impression, gets gunned down the first day of the job. It's pretty rough. He's a bit of a dingus before RoboCop. I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of a doofus, yeah. Uh Twirling his, his pistol and stuff. Yeah, that's TJ Laser though. His partner Lewis. His part. His partner Lewis uh, is notices him like fidgeting with his gun, trying to get the twirl <laughs> just right. Because his son watches a show like a cop show called TJ. Hey, to be Laser. fair, they it's really a, nail the like subtle backstory, you know, foreshadowing and like. Like, they bring it back expertly, in my opinion, throughout the movie. Like, like that little scene where she catches him doing that, and he explains the, mm-hmm. the meaning behind it, and wanted to make his son proud, and all that shit. And then, if you don't remember, I'm sure you noticed, but in the gun range, when he's testing his aim on the targets, he spins it, and that's when she, yeah. like, really recognizes him as Murphy for the first time. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought, too, like, at the beginning, because they kind of just, here's Murphy, he's a cop. They waste no time. You know, new to the place. 
and that's kind of all you know about him. Like, he's kind of silly, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, because you don't, there's no yeah. real backstory, but they tell you the backstory throughout the movie, like you said, subtly. And I thought that was cool. That was a cool approach, too. Uh, a lot like Starship Trooper Troopers, which once again came well after this, uh, Verhoeven kind of uses a uh, in-media res kind of method of telling the story and at least building the world for you, right? Like, throughout the whole movie, there are commercials and TV segments and TV shows that you keep seeing either on screens or just on your screen, Uh that kind of do a lot of the world building for you. Uh, OCP, which I believe is uh, Omni Consumer Products or Omni Consumer Productions, either way, uh, is kind of this omnipresent uh, corporation that basically has has their hands in everything. They, yeah, they own, which is once again just Cyberpunk One Hundred and One. You know what I mean? You've got a big nasty corporation that controls everything. They own the police, they own, yeah, they own the police, they own the military, they basically own the city of Detroit. And they let gangsters run amok, uh, police office, police uh, precincts are underfunded, yada yada. It's pretty standard stuff here. But it's built up really well, like I said, through these in-media res bits of like news broadcasts or just the TV shows people are watching. In fact, there are characters that will quote a TV show, like right that you just constantly see. This guy's, I'll buy that. I for love a that dollar. guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, one liner that doesn't make any sense, and you see the other characters in the the movie parrot that line, and it's kind of dude. That's one of the biggest. It quotes. lends some like realism, or uh, at least a good feel for the movie. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, basically, that's where the movie takes place, right? Mega Corporation gets involved. Uh, they want to get involved in the police program to help with crime, or at least that's what they say, so they can actually sell you on these robot law enforcement people for military use. And that's where Murphy comes in. He was shot to shit. Very little to salvage. Gets turned into well, a RoboCop. Well, He's a RoboCop now. Or yeah, we're skipping Cop. over the the failed attempt by the uh, corporation. Yeah, I'm I, yeah I'm not I'm not really skipping <laughs> it. Uh, you do see Ed two oh nine. I I yeah, you might as well. Yeah, so initially, which one of the first scenes in the movie, you see. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Anyways, character doesn't matter. He's the vice president of Omnicorp, and he's kind of your main bad guy. Here. He's making a pitch for his uh, mm-hmm. robot law enforcement, which is just ED-209, a really badass-looking robot with, like, guns for arms, and he's a bipedal kind of mech, right? And the first thing it does, right, you know, like, hey, point a gun at this thing, and uh, watch what it does. It points a gun at it, and he's like, all right, put the gun down in 20 seconds or you're dead. He's like, oh, let me put the gun down. And uh, after he puts the gun down, uh, Ed 209 is like, well, you got 15 seconds now. <laughs> and it just So, like, clearly there's a, there's a glitch here, and uh, Ed does not realize that uh, the gun has been disposed of. The man no longer poses a threat to him, so it proceeds to waste him. 
uh, relentless. It just uh, riddled with bullets. Mm-hmm. They, the amount of money they've spent on squibs. I don't mean to jump off track here, but I do have that in my notes. It has to have. It has to be approaching a record at the time. You know, like because nobody just gets shot once, right? Like nobody just gets like shot once and they're dead. It they get just utterly pulverized with bullets and the, the, there's just i love how he's laying on that model else. and it just keeps shooting him at least like 20 more times he's yeah been dead for 20 <laughs> yeah. seconds of gunshots already yeah. right that's the moment where i was like oh shit like <laughs> like i forgot you know like and it was just they weren't like small squibs either they're huge like probably you know half a quarter yeah. blood each time that well, thing was and like... i think with these these shots too like normally you get you get a shot of the gun firing and then you get a shot of like maybe a squib kind of going off this one like it never pulls back of the person getting shot and like clay said it's not just a shot it's like five at least and so <laughs> it just it's insane like <laughs> how gross it is yeah mm-hmm. and and robocop's gun you know it's like an upgraded right. gun and it's yeah like it, yeah it's a fire, automatic so it shoots like that's before that's before we even get to the bit where um murphy gets uh i don't even know how to describe it he gets shot to death with a bunch of shotguns right? just a hail of shotgun blasts that literally tear the man to shreds they shoot his hand off then they shoot the arm that they shot the hand off, just all the way the, the arm all the way off, and then they proceed to just riddle him with shotgun blast until such time that he is no longer That's discernible brutal. as a human being, but is just a muddy pulp of a man with uh, a head crazy is like what makes it hard to watch is he's like yelling the entire time. I'm like, bro, that yeah. like after your hand is just completely minced. I'm pretty sure you'd pass out from shock. He looks at it and, like, it's just gushing blood like a fucking volcano, you know? And then his arm gets blown off, nope, and I'm like, well, he dead. surely wouldn't be awake for that. Like, <laughs> and he just keeps yelling. He doesn't, uh... Peter Weller, uh, God bless him, just, uh, keeps on screaming until he takes a bullet to the dome, and there he goes Murphy. just screaming. And... <laughs> <laughs> just the whole movie. May he rest in peace. Just you, just hear during the uh, the funeral. Just... <laughs> right the uh, it fitting tonally with the movie too. Uh, the movie is kind of buried the lead here, but the movie is totally mm-hmm. satire, right? It is uh, kind of a big old, big old, not a joke, right? But it's uh, kind of skewering uh, Reagan's eighties. But yeah, uh, that's the probably the most. It's not even the most violent scene in the movie, but it was certainly at the time I saw it as a child because the movie stopped at this point whenever I was a kid watching the unedited uh, version, the R-rated version of RoboCop. This is when the movie stops for me. So, well, Murphy just got shot to shit. Really wish I could see the happy ending, but my aunt decided we were gonna just watch the. Disney could you imagine the parents across America? like unknowingly like renting the r version after seeing like the tbs version 
And it's just like, yeah, just how many like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, like run into the VCR, like how many parents did that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine a lot. That scene was pretty shocking, though. Like, like now yeah. I felt like kind of, you know, I was like, oh, shit, like this dark, like, and I, I think it may have been the screaming. There's this weird story online, this kid, I saw this video, and he talk, talks about how this kid, like, shot him, like a real-life story, shot him with a shotgun for, like, a gang initiation or something. But he tells it in detail, and it's yeah weird because he's like, yeah, he's, like, shot him and, like, blew part of his, like, his arm was almost coming mm-hmm. off, like, his chest. And anyways, I was just thinking of that story because it's so scary and like out of nowhere and like i mean i don't know of course it was kind of silly because the guys are laughing and you know in the movie but i was like man this is kind of fucked up (laughs) yeah what's his name uh bob right the uh bob is the guy who creates the robocop right because the second ed 209 obliterates poor we'll call him intern for lack of a better term may he rest in peace uh, Bob here immediately comes up with the, uh, like, hey, I've got a better idea. And that's basically... Oh, Miguel Ferrer's character? Uh, yeah, Morton yeah, is his yeah. name. He's uh, pretty yeah. great. Uh, because the character is constantly snorting yeah. cocaine. And the guy does a really good job of acting like a guy who is just fucking... Just flying on he's, cocaine the entire goddamn He's great movie. in everything, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, he's really good. He's in Twin Peaks, and he did the revival right before he passed away. And, man, he was one of the best parts of, like, Twin Peaks' comeback, in my opinion. Hmm. You know, I never still haven't watched it yet. The, the that was a great way to go out for him, in my opinion. Rest in peace. Uh, he comes in, and he uh, gives his corporate spiel, like, hey, you know, here's the idea. And they go for it, and it works, kind of. It insofar as there is a robocop and that seems to be okay runs on baby feud (laughs) baby food (laughs) runs on baby food and uh violence basically yeah it's well i think according to according to ocp which once again owns the uh the police department uh, according to the, the contracts the police officers sign, once they die, if they die in the line of duty at the very least, uh, their body is OCP property. So, they yeah, they don't even have to ask them. They just, all right, let's hook you up to some machines, turn you into a robot cop. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, here comes RoboCop. Oh, yeah, we get Bob's uh, great, you're going to be a, or, was it, you're going to be a bad motherfucker, he says. It's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It is true. Uh, the yeah. first person RoboCop was yeah, yeah. That seems pretty great. All those shots were pretty cool though. Like it was like, you yeah. know, yeah. Verhoeven was pretty was awesome. ahead of the times for sure. Total Recalls, pretty. Oh nice shit! Too sometimes. So it turns out Verhoeven wasn't even like the first or second or third option for RoboCop. By the hmm. way. Uh, one of which was Brandon Cronenberg. Actually, was Brandon? going to. Uh, we're at the very least. Uh, not Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, man, he's like <laughs> three years old. Probably. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I've got. Uh, I've still got uh, Possessor yeah. on the brain. That movie has not let me go. 
<laughs> David Cronenberg. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg might not have even been born yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, David Cronenberg was amongst them. Uh, anyways, that was just a, uh, a note there. But yeah, Verhoeven uh, is known for his uh, good special effects. Well, like I said, I, I, I did want to give a shout out to the uh, special effects artists because I feel like those are the dudes doing the... Uh, doing the uh the dirty work but uh yeah good looking out on a director who knows what he's looking for and yeah i think this film had the total package to me i mean i don't know i'll I'll give you my final thoughts at the end but like i was i say this a lot on this podcast but when we revisit these old classics some of them just continue to blow my mind like i just like you're able to forget how great they are and this is definitely one of those <laughs> right a lot of them a lot of them like i haven't watched in 20 I, years and i feel like we so it's like yeah i feel like we watch them a little closer through a different lens now to knowing we're going to be talking about it like you know so it's cool to rewatch them after 10 or 20 years and and view it through that lens right so chronologically, and we're not really doing a like a recap of the movie here or anything, but we finally do see RoboCop in action, right? And he's just like plotting, <laughs> slow walking death on a fucking. Well, he actually just right drives a car, but uh, he is death incarnate for all the criminals out there, and he is super efficient, and he's got a cool helmet, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, the first scene I did want to get into, the first time we see Murphy or RoboCop uh, in action, right? He uh, just immediately hops in a car and just <laughs> goes out and starts, uh, starts solving crimes or starts, uh, starts uh, preventing crime at the very least. Uh, we cut to some rando gangsters uh, about to uh, commit a sexual assault on a lady who uh, is just minding her own dang business. And here comes RoboCop, <laughs> tells them to stop, and they won't. There's, this scene's actually pretty infamous uh, uh, with uh, one really amazing parody video <laughs> where, you know, he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, no, I, don't, I didn't write it down. I thought I wrote down some of his uh, great one-liners, but I just wrote down right afterwards, thanks for your cooperation, which happens after RoboCop telling the people like hey you've got three seconds they're holding uh the lady hostage and uh, he counts down to three or counts down from three and uh shoots the guy's dick off right in between the the lady's legs right all he hits is a part of her dress uh (laughs) shoots the dude's dick off then shoots the other guy and he tells the lady thanks for your cooperation moves on with his (laughs) life goes on to uh uh goes on to solve a few more crimes and almost immediately becomes a local mm-hmm. celebrity. Right? RoboCop, this uh success story. This uh check it out, you know, here's RoboCop hanging out once again we see the end media res footage of like RoboCop doing various things, one of which is just like displaying himself to a uh an elementary school that. which I thought that was really it always funny. brings like kids uh, in to like be around the the heroes you know i've noticed that yeah it's weird 
or the uh, Starship Troopers scene where you just got a bunch of kids. That's just, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Step stepping on bugs. Plus, you got yeah. the uh, co-ed shower scenes. That's a thing he brings into. I actually that is in my notes. Yeah, uh, one of the first things you see is uh, in RoboCop, much like uh, much like Starship Troopers. Uh, some very uh, progressive politics with like Verhoeven. Uh, just kind of a nonchalant, unisex uh, changing. Everyone's world. respecting Everybody just, each nobody's other. freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, nobody's nobody's oogling or anything. It's just a bunch of people working together, changing their clothes. Nothing yep. to see here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, uh, the old Verhoeven special here. We're not quite there yet. One of these days, we'll be in Verhoeven's weird utopia. Actually, once again, I would like to point out this movie is just satire. It, it, it is mostly just a, you know, like, this is obviously not good. Like Patrick said, everybody in the movie really fucking sucks, with the exception of, like, maybe the police chief, Murphy and Lewis. You know, like, uh, everybody sucks so bad that Bob, the uh, sleazy you know uh cutthroat corporate chill uh you know the uh coke snorting uh ambitious dickhead is kind of almost he's not a good guy like the movie makes no uh efforts to display him as such but he is murdered by the bad guys right like he's well i mean he He's at least not a villain he's, in the movie. He's a, he's he's a just cutthroat businessman. A man. part of this world that's shitty. He's not a yeah. bad. He's not. He's just neutral. I mean, he created RoboCop, but he did it for like his self to to move up. You know, not to to help. Yeah. You know, stop bad guys. Uh, he's he's got by Clarence once again, uh, or Red. We could just call him Red from now on, I guess. I was never that big of a oh, that 70s a cool show name, guy, I mean. but I do. Everybody just calls him Clarence, though. That's that's the only name I wrote down. Like everybody in the script, he's he's almost never really? referred to by that's his. That's all last I remember. Name, apart from by like RoboCop. Whenever he's looking up the dude's rap yeah. sheet, which is very extensive. Oh shit! Uh, I guess once again we're going out of order here. The where Clar- the way Clarence gets it is pretty great. The uh, the old RoboCop key to yep. the neck. Let's face it, that's a I mean, fucking. I, I just remember. That's just a sharp ass thing. Like, <laughs> even when he's like plugging it in as like USBs and shit like that, yeah. I was like, that's a fucking spike. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how's it doing <laughs> that shit? Oh, and the, then you see why. <laughs> the scene, it's it's pretty great, right? Because it's the scene, the scene where that appendage of robocops <laughs> is revealed is actually pretty great because it's clearly like a gag right it's clearly the guy's like hey you can't do that you're not all authorized in here like pops out the key it's cl- like in the middle of his hand it's clearly a middle finger type gesture to the guy telling him mm-hmm. he can't do something it's pretty great uh, yeah everybody sucks everybody's shitty uh, the world itself is a kind of a shitty dog eat dog world and that's the world where RoboCop has to dispense justice. Does a pretty good job of it. Right up until the part where uh, he decides he's going to arrest the vice president of uh, OCP for killing Bob. He's like, hey man, you, you committed some pretty bad crimes. And it turns out uh, 
oh, that's what it is. He's about to kill or apprehend Clarence, and Clarence is just let go. And he's like, why is he just let go? That's fucked up. He goes to OCP. The Clarence guy tells uh, Robocop, I work for OCP. So he goes to OCP, tries to arrest the VP of uh, OCP, and that guy's like, nope, you can't. You've got a fourth directive, which is you can't arrest anybody that we don't want you to arrest. So... Robocop is then almost decommissioned by Ed 209, which is, I guess, worked out its murder everybody kinks and is now just murdering whoever OCP wants him to. Uh, there's actually some pretty fun gaffes in this scene. The first fight between Robocop and uh, Ed 209. There's a few scenes where you can literally see the like the line and the firework zipping along the line instead of obviously they're not shooting real rockets inside a building. Uh, in case you didn't know that, uh, but but there are actually a few other gaffes in the movie. Uh, they're they're not like deal breakers or anything like that, and they're certainly not the kind of gaffes that make you think anything bad about Verhoeven as a, a filmmaker. But they are there, you know, for whatever that's worth. But anyways, uh, RoboCop's down but not out. Right, he's getting his ass whooped. Uh, but uh, Lewis, his partner of one day. Uh, has been noticing i guess his uh murphy-esque tendencies and has discovered that robocop is in fact murphy's conscience put into a robot or part of murphy he's a murphy cyborg murphy board so she rescues uh she rescues robocop he's also oh he gets shot to shit by a bunch of other cops too it's kind of sad it's kind of a sad bit there an emotional oh, scene. Uh, anyways, that's what we get to our climactic uh, battle. Because uh, Robocop was kind of... Uh, he was about to go on like some revenge mission. Like Crow... Excuse me. Like uh, Crow style. He remembered all the people mm-hmm. who killed him. And he was uh, going to get his vengeance on... I believe his name is Emil. The... Uh, Sleazy guy smoking yellow oh, cigarettes. Oh man, he's awesome. I'm gonna ask Emil. I'm gonna Emil ask you if you awesome. recognize uh, him from another horror movie or a different movie, but I'll wait till later. Well, you already asked. Well, I was question, gonna do it in, in well. trivia, but <laughs> I got excited when you said his name. But he's the he's the deputy in the blob that gets his back broken through the thing. He gets pulled through the wall. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I knew I fucking recognized him, and I dug up yesterday when I was watching uh, it. I was like, ah, because I, I just watched the blob, the blob like a few months ago. Soon. Yep. So he gets some credible so on-screen deaths, man. <laughs> yeah, I only mentioned this so we can talk about, um, yeah, Emil's death, which is, <laughs> oh boy. No, yeah, in the climax, it's basically RoboCop and Lewis versus a street gang of Clarence and his buddies including Emil uh, as they are basically there's chaos in the streets because all the police have gone on strike which has been teased throughout the movie so uh, Clarence and his gang get uh, outfitted with some OCP ass kicker guns basically I love that scene and uh, Robocop killers basically they're, bas- they're basically told like go kill when Robocop they test them out. and uh, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. So what uh, what ends up happening is this kind of uh, yeah 
cat and mouse scene between RoboCop and uh, Lewis and these gangsters. Uh, somehow or another, during a chase scene, uh, Emil decides, or accidentally, while chasing RoboCop, just drives his van right into... I, it's just called... A, like It's just labeled as acid or toxic, toxic waste, waste yeah. or something. Yeah, it's toxic waste, yeah. Just drives into uh, toxic waste and uh, it's almost immediately fucked up, right? He just pops out the back of the van squealing and uh, he's he's half melted. He looks disgusting. It's really gross. He's uh, squealing like a pig and asking anybody who can see him to help him as like his skin is melting like melting off his face and his bones are exposed on his fingers. I hate hate hand trauma. This movie was full of it. Hilariously, uh, bringing up the rear during on the uh, chase is uh, Clarence, who's chasing uh, RoboCop, <laughs> and he proceeds to just run over Emil like a, and Emil just explodes across the windshield his like head uh, flies off. Like you know how a bug, yeah, how was uh, yeah his head flies off, but like basically how a bug explodes on a windshield. That's what happens yeah. to Emil just on a big, big scale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like like he was saying though with the scene when the van hits it. More of like it's fucking hilarious because like <laughs> I guess it's implied like the windshield you... on the front breaks and all the sludge goes through the whole van and it just like washes him out like a wave at the back of the van. It's so funny. Uh, but that was that was really cool though because yeah because it was like <laughs> like a wave of toxic waste pushing through this van you see it all start to come out and then you see his body like roll out in yeah. like it was an actual stunt stunt man yeah we need to we we need to come back to the stunts in this movie too there was some really awesome stunts but the um ray but wise before we yeah. leave that yeah. scene with the toxic waste he like sees the other guy you know, like, I don't remember that guy's name. He's, I remember his face, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he goes, he's like, help me. Yeah. And the guy's just, like, screaming, like, don't touch me. Like, <laughs> It kind of reminded me of the leper from It. Right. <laughs> just, like, walking around, freaking everyone out. And he's there just like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, like, basically, if that wasn't, like, a cute cartoon, like, if you realistically applied, like, the Toxic Avengers yeah. or, like, Toxic Avenger or, like, rando uh, Ninja Turtles villain, <laughs> that's what Emil turned into. And it was just gross and unsettling. And it still gives me that same feeling that, like, yeah. only a, a select few moments in movies give me. That just, like, oh God, oh. Yeah, like the entire the entirety of uh, Green Room, basically. <laughs> this reminded me of Street Trash. Yeah. Good comparison. Yeah. I mean, they were they were yeah. Street Trash. Yeah, but yeah, I I noticed the stunts. Uh, yeah, actually, Emil, the first time he has a run in with RoboCop at the gas station. Um. So that, you know, like he's robbing the gas station, RoboCop uh-huh. sees him. Th- at this point, RoboCop doesn't know who he is. He, I think he recognizes him, but he just doesn't remember. But, like, so he, like, you know, he shoots a hole in the gas, so there's gas pouring everywhere, and he throws a cigarette. But if you notice that scene, like, they blow up the uh-huh. entire gas station. But there's a, uh-huh. there's literally a dude in a RoboCop suit 
right next to that flame, walking out of, like, walking by it. Like, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a suit uh-huh. in the flame. I'm yeah. Sure there's probably nobody in it. But then the, the huge explosion uh-huh. happens, and, like, there's a dude walking right by it. And they do it again in that scene we're talking about where they're testing those big guns. Like, <laughs> he's shooting the uh, buildings, and the buildings yeah. just explode <laughs> from whatever yeah. is in this gun. And all the guys are like, all the actors are standing right next to it because you see them like, <laughs> like move, like you know, hide their faces and shit. I was like, what else? There was another one. Oh, when he chases them on his motorcycle and he like runs them into that, a car. Like that was a some stunt guy, dude, and it was like, like he hit the car, hit the <laughs> side of the windshield. Yeah. Like, remember like, the, the stunts the stunts dude, that was the a special real guy. specifically like, i did want to say like, that the stunts uh, were amazing yeah this the, the gas station scene in particular i feel like that was just moments away from a tragedy like if you watch like the shot that they use in the movie like <laughs> stuntman almost gets like melt like robocop stuntman is like plotting like <laughs> He's like steps away from like the flames just completely well, you, engulfing him. You yeah. remember? <laughs> I remember thinking like that was this was almost a very bad thing Literally. that happened, uh, but instead that it was just a really awesome fucking shot. Either a that is like some very good math and like some very good like okay we're gonna get as close as possible to the explosion <laughs> while keeping you safely, you know, in a safe distance, or like that shit was like just seconds away from just going completely south uh yeah it looks really cool though yeah i remember there was some injuries in uh starship troopers i think someone got burned at one point and then uh casper van diem uh like broke his ankle or something jumping on one of those prop aliens and then uh you heard about the stripper pole incident in showgirls didn't you I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was. I honestly, I was just waiting. It's like, what did the girl from uh, uh, Saved by the Bell like break no, an ankle or just, something? I was just trying to make it sound like every movie, but that one was a stretch. Hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna pretend like we're not gonna cover. Oh, no, no, Kyle McLaughlin, man, real fun. Episode. Kyle McLaughlin's a cult legend. <laughs> yeah, that it was, really just kind of depends on. You can save that movie. Uh, I am more curious. After no. liking all of his other movies a lot, I'm like, there has to be something about that movie that's entertaining. But, well, there, I can think of two the things. Movie but... now, there are, like, people who kind of, like, defend Verhoeven as, like, an auteur. You know it. what I mean? Like, people who say, like, there's, like, this through line of, like, <laughs> yeah. a vision of, like, Verhoeven's that showgirls does still have i, I oh it's a cold it. movie uh, in I, a I mean, whole different way I, i'm pretty sure it's more of like what the fuck was this guy thinking when he made this type thing like almost like just so I odd mean, cool. that it exists that it's entertaining to watch sometimes it's cool if you're like a kid who grew up on saved by the bell reruns and want to get a quick fap to the, the hot chick from saved by yeah. the bell i do love kyle <laughs> mclaughlin though i i i would I don't know. I might, I might watch it someday, but I might not tell anybody. <laughs> uh, we're <laughs> uh, we're we're kind of off the rails here, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> there are no more rails left here. It's RoboCop. It's just it's just violent, schlocky. Well, okay. I actually did want to get into this a little bit. 
like the the tone of the movie being not inconsistent but like the movie is kind of a parody of well like a lot of things like it it takes on like kind of toxic masculinity at points it's certainly uh uh takes on capitalism and uh or or at the very least like the kind of weird libertarian brand of you know like laissez-faire dehumanizing like profits yeah yeah right uh it does all of this weirdly it does all this in a movie that goes on to spawn a money-making franchise uh and it does it in a way that like doesn't give you clear answers on like i couldn't tell you what like verhoven's political leanings are from this movie or what the writer's political leanings are and i guess that's kind of a good thing right you know what i mean like i don't know personally i don't i don't want to like see a movie like done by like i'll be bummed if like i find out like a filmmaker that i like or a a film that i've enjoyed was actually like low-key some kind of like right-wing propaganda or something you know what i mean like or just like if i find out like a filmmaker i like is actually some right-wing shithead for instance lately uh the uh the cool ass shock trooper from mandalorian it turns out she's uh alt-right trump loving dipshit oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah. it's kind of sad yeah kind of kind of a bummer you're like oh that that sucks anyways the movie does a pretty good job of of keeping it vague enough while kind of harpooning literally everything about like the 80s and and furthermore about today you know what i mean uh because it's not like shit got a lot better or any better really yeah uh but anyways i i did just want to point that out that the movie despite being in, in in turn like exploitive and schlocky and pulpy it also has a point (laughs) right it has a message about like capitalism run amok and workers rights and things like that all and it still manages to also be this just violent almost corny action flick i don't it it basically it walks a tight walk uh, a tightrope, a tightrope uh, that is kind of impressive. But, uh, yeah, that, that's just it. I just I, I talk amongst yourselves about the uh, the tone of the movie and how whether or not it struck you as something that was interesting or just confused. No, I thought it was fine. Like I thought it wrote, it walked every line like the way it should have. Like I it. One thing that did surprise me this viewing was how touching it gets. Like, when his flashbacks and the scene when he goes to the house was so well done. Holy shit, how that was amazing. Mm-hmm. When it was, he's walking through the house and it's cutting That's back and amazing. forth between then when he lived there and then back to now when it's just an empty house with that fucking realtor guy like talking on that screen. I was just like, man, that's like really really good filmmaking there's a few scenes that i thought were like a plus filmmaking the other one being um when robocop first comes to the station and when 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 it's revealed and all the people are walking trying to see it and you're like living that moment with them the camera's like panning through the crowd i was thinking about you're getting your first 
through the foggy windows and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can see him on like. Monitors. But you're getting the reveal with Dude, all of I his. I love that in like the intro of partners because he kind of like, hides it for a yeah. moment. Verhoeven's but... got some tricks, man. Like even in Starship yeah. Troopers, much more silly I movie. That was awesome. There's some shit where I was just like, I don't expect this in this type of movie, which is basically, which is what Clay just got done speaking for like five minutes. Like, you know you think you know what this movie is and it's way more than that so it's really cool i don't expect a movie about a fucking killer robot cop to be touching and like hit you in the feels you know so that's that's it's really well, yeah good. like yeah it is it is both it has its emotional beats and it also right. and has it, it both harpoons uh kind of I, I'm really avoiding saying society, <laughs> you know, like, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it does both of those things really well. It's just, it's just weird to me because like you said, it's, it's, it's supposed to be a killer robot. Well, what, and, you know, what really is or, neat about it is at essence, yes, to us as young kids, you know, 10 years old, however you were when you watched it, like you're watching a killer robot cop shoot people to shreds and and stop bad guys every kid's dream you know and uh i watch it now i'm like dude this is a movie about like experiencing like this sounds corny as fuck but it's kind of true like what it is to be a human but you're experiencing it through a dude who is not a human and he's remembering what it was like and now he's not taking it for granted you know like the bits he does get and stuff and it shows like his partner, I forgot her name, the girl, um, the scene where Lewis. he's, I believe, I believe her first name yeah, is Anne. That uh, scene where she like helps like calibrate his, his shooting again before the big finale. Like mm-hmm. they, they had a touching moment where yeah, she's kind of talking to him and he's asking her about like where his family went. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, like she's getting caught up in his drama and like having to live it with him. And I was just like, I don't know. Like this, I don't know. I was just pleasantly surprised by the emotion such a violent action movie, you know, presented. And it's just, it's, it's, it's rare. So, mm-hmm. well, even that relationship between him and his partner, although they've only really worked together for like half a day, <laughs> um, like towards the end too, it's like, oh, you know, cause he does become he remembers more and he becomes a little more human at at that point like towards the end because you can tell he cares for her because at the end he's yelling for her she gets shot up a couple times she's fine (laughs) but um Mm -hmm. and not to mention how like actually heroic Mm -hmm. they make robocop at the end like for me i'm like okay this is what i probably loved as a kid like at the the, the very end mm-hmm. like on uh, the music oh i loved the ending like i forgot it ended that Epic. way and when it comes the, the name just fucking pops up on the screen i was like fuck yep. yeah like i just remember being like pumped i was like that is a perfect ending well it ends on like the one thing you really wanted to happen and you almost forget because you feel like the finale is is clarence getting killed 
And you're like, oh, okay, cool, happy ending. And they're like, oh, wait, that other fucking bastard's still alive. And it cuts to that. And you're like, fuck yeah. It's like the perfect bow, right. like on the end of the movie, you know? Yeah, he can't uh, he can't take care of the uh, the main villain because of the uh, the um, the OCP uh, OCP protection until uh, <laughs> until he gets fired yeah. by his boss. <laughs> that, that was fucking great. That was like a great moment of once again just like uh, oh yeah kind of a satire yeah. there. That's that's just what it's gonna be like. <laughs> When he shoots that guy out the window, that guy stands. Oh yeah, up at uh, the Bob's table and, like, uh, Bob's lackey or whatever. Yeah, 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 he's uh... it's like it's, he doesn't say anything. He's like shoots yeah. him out the window and he stands up and he's like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't hardly really have anything else. I really just wanted to spend a, a minute talking about RoboCop and why we like it or maybe didn't like it. I can't imagine anybody here not liking the movie. Uh, kind of knowing everybody else here's tastes in movies at the very least i can i feel like it's a pretty safe bet that we all uh give a very hearty recommendation for robocop but there's always the off chance i guess that somebody didn't like it so final thoughts on robocop i'd pay a dollar for it <laughs> I don't know, yeah i'd buy that I'd, for a dollar what? i'd buy that for a dollar i'm st- I'd, I'd in fact spend north of ten dollars. Yeah. I got on a it. three pack of it, but I definitely need to upgrade it now. <laughs> I do have a question. Has anyone watched the remake? Uh, I, I can't stand that actor. Yeah, so I, not I see. I love him in the killing, but awful. that's the only thing I've ever These seen him. Guys, really good. He plays like a good slime ball detective. By the way, the killing, if you haven't watched it, is yeah. really. But good. at the same it's time, I can see where. I could not like him as a good guy. Like I need, I need him to be I, the, the I, anti-hero, like shithead. Like that's that's what he's good at to me. But I will go as far as to say I think the remake is not as bad as people make it out to be. Well, Eric just said it was awful. So uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have we have a d- yeah. We, yeah. yeah, we have a difference of opinion uh, on that, but having said all I think that, I, I can't I get past the okay design. sci-fi movie. It's that one I would probably only pay a buck for. I've heard I've heard <laughs> two things that concern me about it: very little violence, like it's like PG or from some shit. It's PG thirteen, yeah. yeah it's, which it's, it's not like you're taking the, away at least half the people's favorite part of RoboCop in one fucking swoop there. And then I guess he's fast. And like not see like you yeah. almost view RoboCop, you well, almost sort of like the back yeah, the like back half of the remake is robot. he's not like he's moving like OG RoboCop and he kind of like he has to use some like borrowed shit like some prototype yeah. shit because like trying to like override the uh, it doesn't fucking matter anyways. About about three quarters of the way through the movie, he kind of turns into OG RoboCop, where he's moving. Slow I just that's one cool thing about this RoboCop is he's slow and brooding like a zombie, but you're not gonna you're not gonna escape yeah, yeah. him. So it's like that imminent slow death coming for you versus Zack Snyder fast zombies. Like it just takes out that little bit of like tension right. and suspense. But uh, anyway, about this movie, final thoughts. I. Uh, I love it. Like it, it, it probably inched its way into like at least my top 
probably 20 movies i mean like there wasn't a single moment i didn't like like every scene has a purpose the pace is perfect like it like i didn't want it to end like when it Mm -hmm. ended i was like bummed out i was like fuck man we can squeeze some more shit in there like those movies are few and far between well if you're used to it like the way this movie it almost ends on like a wink yeah and 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 technically i you bet your ass i'm gonna go watch part two and three soon so it definitely made me yeah i don't know i just especially for films i've seen you know a handful of times that are older i don't (laughs) get that hyped for like but man it's it's like i watched it for the first time again i'm so excited i want to buy some fucking robocop toys like it's weird i was literally <laughs> looking up like cool like you know 12 inch toys and shit i was like fuck like i feel like i'm i feel like i'm 10 again like i was like i need more robocop merch like i feel <laughs> i feel cheated that's how you know it's yeah good. you kind of trot mentioned it earlier like the it does kind of make you like the ending specifically, like we mentioned, like you kind of want to run through a brick wall right after you're done watching the movie. You're like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of jazzed. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's masterful. It's one of the better action movies ever made in my opinion. Um, but yeah, don't take it for granted. If you haven't watched it in a long time, you have to watch it tonight. Easy. For sure. I kind of came away feeling this exact same way. Like, watching it now, I was like, man, this is a great movie. Like, I loved it as a kid. Not for the same reasons as I loved it now. Because it was like, this was a real... Like, I just finished it. I was like, dude, this was awesome. Like, like you said, it was like an experience. Like, I saw it for the first time. It was like... And, like, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I like that you're, like, yeah, I was looking up toys and shit and stuff like that. Because I do the same thing. I'm, like, dude, I want a shirt or a poster or something, you know, to hang up or, you know, just stuff like that. Because you just get so excited and you need, you need more of it, I guess. But, yeah, man, I would definitely recommend it to anybody. I guess my only thing is not really... It's kind of weird. Like, I didn't grow up with RoboCop because I, you know, I didn't get to see it as a kid. Like, I was probably an adult, like, 20s the first time I saw it. Your parents did research. Does that, like, does that bother you at all? Yeah, I mean, looking looking back, (laughs) I understand why, but, like, I don't know. The thing is, as an only child, like, I didn't see any horror movies other than you know the universal monsters mm-hmm. until i could stay the night at a friend's house who had all of them recorded mm-hmm. which you know if you prolong anything like that it's just inevitable that you're gonna dive in as deep and as much as you can obviously i mean look at me it's but it's weird because it's, you know i didn't grow up with robocop like you guys did but just the aura of robocop itself of just seeing mm-hmm the vhs cases throughout my life and toys and posters i kind of feel like i did in a way mm-hmm. but um right. at least you never got a, Ro- a robert I, cop toy thinking it was the real thing yeah he's familiar he's definitely i had familiar. i had one of those pretty close <laughs> um 
Like I said, everybody did. Everybody yeah. did. I had like a 12 incher. Yeah. Whoa, so. What? Um, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's hard to say how I would feel about it, you know, if I saw it when I was 10 or yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I, don't, I don't need to dwell on it because, you know, when I did finally see it, I, it blew me mm-hmm. away. Uh, it murfed me away. But I, <laughs> I really think it's awesome. I mean, if you, if you want, just, I mean, it's hard to like even talk about recommending this movie because I feel like, like, how have you not seen it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, as a male, I guess, I mean, it's just, it's like the top action f- film of yeah. all time. Like, it's just Robocop. It's what you base stuff off of. Yeah. It really is. Like, it should like when you talk about like 80s action robocop should be in there with you know arnold and all those guys i don't care he has the fucking suit man he had that weird buttery smooth skin he's got the muscles man yeah (laughs) he's he's got the jowls though like his armor he's got the defined defined did you notice robocop's calves um they're banging (laughs) one thing i think he Can we just talk about the suit for like one minute before we're done here? Um, talk about the suit it's all you want. Yeah, fucking mind blowing. Like I was looking at it and I was just, I was trying to find a complaint and I was like, I was like, all right, let's see. There's something on here that has to be obviously, dude, like, like cheesy and like you know, we have to rigged talk up about here. It. No, nope. I was like, that's a that's it's got to be real. I did read it was like four. I read it was like forty pounds and it was like hell on Peter Weller. And he had to actually have like a like a cooling <laughs> unit put inside of it because he lost like a ton of water weight apparently sweating, like like unhealthy like unhealthy unhealthy amount. And uh, my favorite part though is definitely the fucking word, thigh holster that comes out. And I was like, that is such a cool little exclamation point on this suit, like because you're like, how can I make this yeah. suit practical beyond just armor? Dude. Oh, let's put some fucking, you know, robot vision and help him track shit. But how about a fucking thigh holster? I was like, that's genius. That's so cool. It just reminds me of, like, the Predator, how he has, like, his main controls, like, on his wrist. And he can do everything with it. It's just, those two guys, they're great. Yep. Predator Cop. Sequel. Mm Uh, it did like RoboCop is one of those franchises much like Predator and Terminator and Alien that uh, spawned any number of mashups just throw one of those names at the wall and then throw the other name at the wall and you will eventually end up with uh, (laughs) you would eventually end up with the uh a mashup of some sort, like a RoboCop versus Alien, RoboCop versus Terminator, you know, RoboCop versus Predator, Terminator versus Pre- like all of that shit. I promise you exists in like comic books or you know like action figure lines or something to that effect. So well, yeah, yeah, uh, in, um, Mortal Kombat eventually, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> eventually just Both became RoboCop versus Terminator, known as like a franchise that you could just. Hey, you want to yeah. throw Freddy versus the Predator? Well, guess what? You can do it on Mortal Kombat. I know. It's pretty cool though, because they they all have like their 
storyline also. And, you know, they have their little taglines in the game and stuff. So I like that. I always, like, when I they announced them, I definitely went and checked it out. It's It's been a long time. That was an older one. But one of the more recent ones uh, worth mentioning was the Zatoichi vs. Predator. I think I showed you that, Eric. The Blind Swordsman. Holy no. fuck, it's awesome. Oh, my God. You guys have to see that if you like either um, franchise. Mm. Anyway. There was the uh, Robocop versus Terminator Super Nintendo video game. I remember loving that shit when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of a weird, uh, like, why put them up against each other? Right, I thought that. Yeah, they're both I guess, robots. but, like, there's got to be a better, like, villainous the, robot to fight was, Robocop. It, it was the 90s, man. It didn't matter. I don't want to see them fight. Just, that's like the point. I just, like I just said, you just you took one of those four franchises, you you, you put it against one of the well, other. Four I franchises. think I would root That's, for RoboCop. I would root for RoboCop yeah. in any of those, except maybe the Predator, because yeah. a you know good good Terminator maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm going off. Good guy Terminator. That's uh, yeah, that's what I'm going off of is what he became like. I'm kind of good guy, so I mean, give you the thumb, give you that thumbs up. So yeah, I guess my thoughts on the movie kind of echo everybody else's, which is to say, I think it's an all timer. It's an absolute classic of a movie. If you maybe didn't give it a shot because you thought maybe it was kid stuff, or at the very least, you thought it was it was lame or cheesy or pulpy, I. I'd say it is certainly exploitive the way it uses gore and everything. Uh, but at the same time, there's a really clever, smartly written, and well-made sci-fi movie in there. So give it a shot. Watch it as long as you're not squeamish. If maybe a lot of violence bugs you, I don't know. Just stick with something else, I guess. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for me. Uh, unless anybody else has anything else to add, I almost, I almost nope. feel this was too easy. This episode, like, it was just, I, I knew Kinda we were all gonna itself. love it. Yeah, like, it was... it's, you know, I don't know. It was fun though. Um, that's awesome. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad. Specifically, like Eric came with the take that, or Eric and Patrick both kind of came with the takes, so which like, no, I was not expecting this movie to be so good. So. That's great. That's kind of what I was hoping for. I feel really good knowing that I, at the very least, made two of my friends <laughs> rewatch uh, RoboCop and they ended up loving it. Uh, as always, uh, if nobody else has anything else to say, like and subscribe uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, be good to each other. Wear your mask. Uh, we're almost at the finish line, so you know, don't be an asshole. Don't... Uh, don't ruin don't it for the rest Clarence. of us. Don't, don't be a be a Murphy. Don't be a Clarence. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week where we'll probably talk about something else. This might be All the right. last of our nostalgia okay. episodes for yeah, a while. Never know. I think we've Why? never know. The I haven't really done one, so. I said for I said for a while. <laughs> I said for a while. I was just. I'm not hoping, actually. I really like this. You haven't. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, call transmissions. Uh, follow, subscribe, uh, maybe leave a comment. Don't, if you don't want to, that's fine also. Bye bye. Peace. Bye.